Gonzaga Nation SI on the Gonzaga Nation Media Network. Your host, Dan Dickow, here with, uh, you may have heard the news already, um, but it is unfortunate news. Gonzaga's uh, one-and-done superstar, the number two pick in the NBA draft, uh, just a couple months back for the Oklahoma City Thunder, as you probably well know, uh, played in Seattle's crossover summer pro-am league uh, over the past week where he was guarding LeBron James in transition, cut him off, um, forced a missed layup, but came up limping. Um, obviously, Chet was done for the day. They were going to do some tests, and word has just been announced in the last half hour or so, um, this being a, a Thursday morning, um, that he has a LeFranc injury, which is a broken bone in the top of arch of your foot, and he will be out the entire rookie season of 2022-23 in the NBA. So terrible news for Chet Holmgren. Um, I feel really bad for him. Um, You know, right when you're about to start your professional career, when you start off um, seemingly behind the eight ball, you know, you were going to be coming in with an injury. Uh, The uncertainty of not knowing what it was right after it happened, probably the concern and worry uh, over the last couple of days from him, his family, his agent, uh, the Thunder organization trying to, you know, schedule tests and, and scans and, and MRIs and x-rays to figure out what exactly it was and then get the prognosis and the diagnosis from the doctors. But awful news for Chet Holmgren, um, you know, but you got to look at it. What does this mean? You know, I think in the long run, it really doesn't mean a whole lot. Um, in regards to impacting his career, then now there, this is a serious injury more times than not, uh, players, uh, athletes, whether it's football, basketball, soccer with this injury, you'll have surgery. So I would imagine, and I would expect that, uh, Chet will, will be having surgery. Um, and then everybody's, um, recovery time from a surgery is different. Um, you know, with this injury, Um, you know, some of the things that in an article or two that I quickly read was, um, you know, you're looking at maybe six to eight weeks, uh, with no weight bearing on that foot. And you're looking at maybe six to eight months of, um, uh, not being able to, to run or, or play. Um, so that would then obviously lead to you to, yes, think that, uh, the season is completely done. Now that is just a couple articles that were out there. That's not exactly um, the time frame that it's going to be happen. Who knows? He could be a quick healer. It could be a slow healer. Um, we're just hoping, as Gonzaga fans and being supportive of of Chet Holmgren, that uh, this injury is not as major once they go in and if they do have the surgery uh, is not as major as maybe believed, and that the recovery time and the the healing process is quick. Uh, I have had uh, multiple surgeries. I've actually had a foot surgery in the past. It wasn't a LeFranc injury. It was actually a chip fracture and, uh, in my left calcaneus bone, as well as a shaving of a bone spur on the navicular. And I can say this, after having a couple surgeries, I need uh, cartilage repair uh, and Achilles. A foot surgery is unbelievably painful to uh, come back from. Just that initial uh, amount of pain uh, of coming out of surgery and that initial amount of uh, recovery time um, is very painful and it's very 
tedious and boring because you there's no weight bearing. You, you're very limited what you can do. Uh, that said, I'm sure the Thunder's doctors are are going to have a great plan in place to get him healed as quickly as possible um, and and minimize uh, you know the the possible negative effects uh, of a surgery. Uh, a big thing this is going to I think do. Um, is it's going to, for Chet, it's going to just give him one year to really look at the NBA game in a different way. Um, you know, I, I would imagine he's going to be around the team. Um, I don't think he's going to be around it on a day-to-day basis uh, based on what I have been around with, with injuries at the NBA level, based on what I've seen from from different guys. Um, it, it can be difficult when it's such a big part of your life and all of a sudden you can't be around uh, in involved in every single activity. Some guys want to do it. Some guys need to get away, um, you know, where they're, they don't have that constant reminder that they're not uh, involved in it. So it'll be interesting to see what approach Chet and the Thunder take. Um, does he spend some time in Spokane? Does he t- spend some time in Minneapolis? Does he spend some time uh, with the Thunder? I, I would imagine it's going to be a-, a combination of all three. Um, but, you know, I think that's one of the big things coming off of a, a big surgery uh, or a big injury like this is just understanding guys have different ways. Athletes have different ways that they have to kind of combat and fight this. Um, you know, when I tore my Achilles with the Boston Celtics and I knew my season was done and there was nothing I could do. Uh, I was, I was out of Boston four days, um, three days after surgery, uh, flew back to the Northwest and, and spent the rest of the year. And then I would commute back and forth for doctor's appointments, be around the team on occasion when they come on a West coast trip, I would meet them, uh, for a couple of days, but, um, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to keep an eye on, uh, how they approach that side of things. Um, what does it mean for Oklahoma city? You know, obviously they are a very young team. They've got a lot of inexperienced uh, talent. And with that talent, you have to have give them time to grow uh, individually, but also collectively. Um, when you look at how many draft picks that they've had over the last couple of years, they had Josh Giddy a season ago who had a nice uh, rookie year. You had Jalen Williams and Jalen Williams, both Santa Clara and the Arkansas uh, big man. Um, there's, there's a lot of pieces there. Um, and if you look at the rest of their roster, there's a lot of, uh, youth as well. When you also look at Sam Presti in his past, they've always stockpiled uh, a lot of, um, draft picks so that they could have an opportunity to make a big splash, get a core nucleus of young guys that they believe in and build in, um, no different than what he did with, with Harden, um, Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant, what they were trying to do in their early Seattle supersonic slash Oklahoma city thunder days. So um, I I don't think, you know, knowing and watching how he has formed teams in the past, there's not going to be a knee jerk reaction. Um, They're going to give it uh, time. Uh, They're going to evaluate everything. And I don't, I wouldn't expect Oklahoma city to change anything with their thought process of how they go about preparing for this upcoming season. Um, Because at that level, um, their injuries are going to happen, um, but you don't want a knee-jerk reaction and throw off a four, five, six, seven, eight-year kind of plan um, because of one uh, unfortunate injury like this. Um, you know, there's obviously quickly when the news came out that it might be serious yesterday. You know, a lot of people on Twitter started uh, in different sites started saying, well, 
there's another problem with with uh, big men and their feet. I don't I don't get it. I don't buy it. You know, injuries are going to happen in sports, regardless of if you're a big or if you're an athletic wing or a small, quick guard. Uh, injuries are going to happen and you, you can't shy away from certain actions on the court trying to stay away from an injury. It just happens. You know, in that instance that he got hurt, he was backpedaling in defensive transition, keeping LeBron James in front. I saw nothing differently in that play than what he had done hundreds of times a season ago at Gonzaga in practices and in games. I'm a, I can only imagine he's done that thousands of times in his life. And it just so happened to be that it was that particular instance, maybe the way he landed, maybe the way he got bumped um, that led to this injury. Um, you know, it is bringing up some people's kind of concerns that they expressed in the pre-draft process. Oh, he's not big enough. He's not strong enough. He's, he's an injury waiting to happen in the NBA. And that you knew those comments were going to come out the second he had any type of injury in the NBA, whether it was a foot injury, like it is now, whether it's, you know, something happens during an NBA season, which it always does. Uh, and he would have to miss, possibly miss a game with an injury. Something was going to happen and somebody was going to say something. So I feel bad for him. I feel bad for, uh, Oklahoma City that that's going to be you know a lingering thought and comment that's constantly made um, about his durability um, there was a couple really good articles on Chet in his training leading up to the NBA draft that described about um, you know how the people he was working with physical therapists trainers um, uh, just how structurally sound he was from an athletic standpoint and that they had no concerns. I still don't have any concerns to be honest with you. When I look at it, that that injury, that's a freak injury that, that can happen to anybody. And at any time, and unfortunately it happens for him, you know, and with the, the other mention that I, I made about bigs and injuries, you know, it's funny because this narrative will now start about, Hey, his foot. Well, I don't think anybody would ever have predicted he would be dealing with a foot injury because everybody had always said it was going to be, you know, a knee or or a shoulder or something like that because he's not big enough, heavy enough. Most f foot injuries or not, I can't say most, but a lot of foot injuries for bigs uh, are based on being too big, being too heavy, not being agile enough, not being mobile enough. Um, and so that's something that, uh, you know, I think the narrative that has already started out there is is incorrect. I think it's hilarious. Uh, but it's also fun a little bit to follow the narrative. Um, I think one of the other things that is going to lead this conversation to, and um, and if it goes down this road, I absolutely hate it. I, I think it will be a disgrace. Um, but I can see how NBA owners and general managers and the NBA itself pushes for what I'm about to say next is, and that's going to be um, – voiding of contracts for guys that play in summer pro-am games or are not in quote sanctioned workouts uh i think it would be an absolute disgrace but i'm i'm sure that comment is going to come up that no no, no we're paying you all this money we're investing all of our time money energy resources you only work out in the facilities and with the trainers and with the people that we approve of I could see that being a touch point, a talking point 
uh, in the next collective bargaining agreements. I know any contract that's signed out there right now that cannot be added to or unless both sides agree to it. Um, I can just speak from past experience, you know, with my contracts that, that I signed in the NBA, I, I had, you know, what Michael Jordan got uh, put into his contract early in his career was a love of the game clause. And the fact that you could go play anywhere uh, at any time uh, th that you wanted and the team would have no recourse if you were to get hurt. And that was something that myself and my agent were adamant in um when, when I was signing contracts so I always had that in my contract that I could go play in a summer league game I could go play at an open gym I could go play wherever and if something were to happen and I were, were to get hurt it wouldn't matter because I was advancing my skill I was working on my craft that that team who held my contract at the time was paying me to keep at at a at a sharp level at a high level um so that's just something interesting to keep an eye on uh, if it gets to that point where owners are going to step in and say, no, you can't play in that program. No, you can't go work out there. I think that's that that will be a, a disgusting day in the world of professional sports um, because guys love to play basketball. I made the comment on Twitter the other day that before the news came out, um, you know, guys just want to play basketball in the summer. And this was no different. He just wanted to be out there playing basketball. It's unfortunate that he got hurt, and hopefully it's a quick injury. Um, but if if the NBA teams kind of take it to this next level, um, which I think there there's going to be some long conversations on it, um, I, I think that would be a, a real detriment to the 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 true nature of. Uh, the game um, and guys really working at the game and loving the game. And it, I think it would really even more so add the business element to absolutely everything they do. When you watch these guys play at summer league pro-ams and different workouts, yeah, they're working on their craft. They're getting better with different, but they're also doing it. They have to do it to a certain extent because that's their job, but they're also doing it because they love it. They want to be around it. Um, they, they would, they're choosing to do that as opposed to doing anything else. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. But uh, the, the last piece to, to really kind of quickly touch on is so much has been said over the years about one and done. So guys just leave for the money. Well, this shows you right here, uh, 100% the right decision for Chet to leave after one year to go to the NBA. What if this were in a open gym setting at Gonzaga and he happened to, to get hurt um, and he hadn't made the amount of money that he is set to make as the number two pick in the draft, as having a, a number of outside endorsements, um, you would feel sick to your stomach for a guy in this position. Um, you know, I think it should go back a step further even and allow guys to go straight from, from high school to the NBA. I've said that for a number of years. I, I, I stand by that. I think guys should be able to go straight from high school to the NBA. The only caveat that I have is I think if you were to step foot on a college campus, you need to stay for a couple of years. Now with all the new grad or the new transfer waivers with the NIL, uh, I don't think that's ever going to get to be the case like, like it is in baseball. Uh, I think baseball has got a, a great setup uh, for how they do it. Um, but if you're good enough as a 18 year old coming out of high school and a professional franchise, he has evaluated you, has kind of researched your background. 
they projecting you to be somebody that could be uh, a benefit to their organization, why shouldn't you be able to go? I think that's something that um, should be overturned and and maybe that'll be looked at in the next uh, collective bargaining agreement uh, when, when the two sides have to come together and and chat about a lot of these uh, issues out there. So, um, you know, kind of a, a somber day, I'm sure for a lot of Gonzaga fans, I mean, Gonzaga fans, a lot of them uh, live and die and breathe Gonzaga basketball. And they were unbelievably excited uh, to see the debut of Chet Holmgren in the NBA during the regular season. Because when you look at it, today's what, August 25th? NBA season, I believe opening night is October 19th. So it's less than two months away uh, before the real NBA season kicks off. Um, so appreciate you listening. Uh, lots of uh, news coming out of Oklahoma City in regards to the unfortunate news of hearing that Chet Holmgren is going to miss uh, his rookie year uh, due to an injury um, that uh, occurred last weekend in Seattle, the pro-am. So thanks for listening for Gonzaga nation SI on the Gonzaga nation media network. I'm your host, Dan Dickow.